have to read that part. Now, Lord, I just ask that you would allow us to hear from heaven so that we'll be healed and strengthened in the end times. And, Lord, we invite the Holy Spirit in here at all times. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk today about taking control of your own life. Now, as you know, God has control of our lives. But he entrusts us to do the right thing with our lives. And so we can't expect to just exist and take what comes. That's my point. You know, we need to live on purpose. Everything that we do, we should do with purpose, on purpose. Now, when, we, when, when I say live with purpose... That means that you are in control of what happens to you, not the devil, taking and taking whatever he dished out. You know what I'm saying? Now, I know things happen. They happen to me and everybody else. But how we come out is the important thing. It doesn't matter what you are dealing with, how you come out, because how you come out is how you manage your life. Amen. I wrote this out. I, I just did it up here, and the Lord was telling me about how he gives us a blank ticket for our lives. Amen. And if we had a, a blank, everybody look up here for one minute, a blank ticket, just act like this is a blank check. And so it says name, amount, date, and signature. What would you, what name would you put on this account if you don't, you ain't sure? What amount would you, you don't even know how much is in your account, and what date is it, is it, can I take it out today? I mean, that's what all of us would want. And then whose signature, I don't even know whose name is on this account, whose signature do I write? And so this is what the Lord is saying. He gives us the ability to write our own ticket. But what do you write in the blank ticket or the blank check? What do you write? What amount do you put in? Whose name do you sign? Well, see, we can know all of that. Amen. Because God says that he gives us the ability to bind and loose, to do all of these things where the head not below. So all of these things work together for our good, and we know that. But what do you write on your blank ticket? Now, we all want to be successful. Amen. And so we... <laughs> We attach money to success because, in a way, it is. But what do you put down here? How much, you know, because we have benefits from God being in a covenant with him, benefits package, and we're heirs. So what do you put in here? How would you fill this out to benefit your life? It's something to think about. Amen. Something to think about. Just so you'll know but before we're done, you'll know exactly because God, see, staying connected to God. You know, we have a, we are in covenant with God. And this is what I think, this is why people don't know what to put in here. We forget that we're in covenant. We know it, but we forget. Amen. So when hard times or when perilous times come or when harsh times come or when something happens that give you a knock, we forget that we're covenant partners with God. 
And I don't care what happens, you can still fill this out however you want to fill it out. Amen. But you know what it takes? Knowing who you are. Knowing what God has bestowed unto you. Knowing what's yours. And that's how you know how to fill this out. Amen. That makes sense. And so when you take control of your life, you know what you are. You know what you're worth because you know what God's worth. He on a cow on a thousand hills, so this, this check can be limitless that you make out. Amen. But yet we don't know because we get into different situations and the devil throw these, hurl these harsh things at us and we, we forget. <laughs> you know, we get nervous and we're not sure of who we are. And that's what he wants us to forget, who we are, what we possess, and who's with us? God is with us as a mighty, terrible one, but when we're going through, we forget. And so I think when we take back control of our lives, we're in constant, steady knowledge of who we are. Amen? How do we do this? By having a covenant relationship with God. I always knew about a relationship, and I have one with God, and you do too, but a covenant relationship? I can't say that. Because I forget about the covenant, you know? I really do. I forget that the devil can't put diseases on your kids. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I'm praying, oh, God, heal my son. Heal my, and I forget none of these diseases shall be put on me or my children. Because the Lord takes away all sickness. So we have to understand that we are in partnership with a covenant God. Amen? Hallelujah. And when we know that, and when we know this, and we don't forget who we are, we can fill this out at any time. You can put any amount on there. Amen. Because you, you know you can go and buy with no money. You know that the covers will never be bare because you are in covenant with a God that loves us. A God that never will forsake us. A God that will never leave us alone. I'm telling you, God is increasing our knowledge every day, but we have to read our word. Amen. Hallelujah. So if we stay, um, stay in partnership and stay in relationship with a covenant God, the God that says yes and amen, a God that is more than enough. A God, it's not about all of these scriptures, but it's about you knowing, feeling, understanding. Uh, you're putting it, putting it into action, who you are, because you know that God is with you as a mighty, terrible one. Then we won't fear, and we won't think that we, God has left us. We won't think that he doesn't love us, you know, and we'll start to discipline ourselves for success. There's no reason why we can't have success, and it's because of who we are. And we forget who we are because we forget about that covenant. Amen. We need to learn to take control of our lives. So, in other words, take back from the devil what he has tried to steal from us. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the devil tries to call the shots in our lives, but we're going to take that back, and we're going to call the shots. Amen? Hallelujah. Why? Because God has given us a blank check. Hallelujah. 
He's given us a, a blank ticket, and he says, whatever you, however you want your life to be, you fill it out. And if it, if it goes along with his word, see, we don't desire anything that's not in his word. But if it's his word, if it's in our benefits packet, if it's his, if it's his word, it's in our benefits packet. And if it's in the benefits packet, we can have it. 24-7, all day long. Amen. Bianca, come here. Could you get that? That's okay. Rachel, get that box under there and bring it here. I think that's our benefits package, or is that the... Everything that's on here, thank you. Everything that's on here, thank you, is ours. Peace of mind. I see life in it more abundantly. I see redemption, righteousness. Promises, faith, field, love, hope, strength, encouragement, meekness, peace, eternal salvation and grace, joy, amen, healing, justification, faith, renewed mind, wisdom, compassion, and forgiveness, peace, peace, confidence, the Holy Ghost, understanding heart, everlasting love prosperity, and grace. Everything that I've mentioned here, love of God, faith, confidence, blessed, and adoption, <laughs> everything and more is, is what we deserve because God's already given it to us. So we have to remember that. We have to remember what's in our benefits package, but the devil is sure there to knock us off our feet with something, and he wants us to forget who we are and what we possess. Amen? He wants us to forget about this, this covenant God that we're in covenant with. And I'm telling you, we, we talked about covenant, the power of a covenant. Uh, Sheree came into uh, communication with an a American Native American Indian, and they're still with this thing. And I told Sheree, that goes unto death. And so, you know, if man can honor covenant, how much more can we honor our covenant with God? Amen? Hallelujah. So we need to live on purpose. Amen? And live with purpose. Living on purpose is living with purpose. Amen? Not just what we think we ought to do. Amen. We need to learn to discipline ourselves so that we will live a, a purpose-filled life. Live on purpose and not settle for anything other than what God has planned for us. Hallelujah. That's what purpose, a purpose-filled life is. It's a life that God has planned for us and not what we think is important. Amen. Learn how to seize or take uh, control of our lives by putting our hope in God, not our hope in man, not our hope in people or our hope in our best friend, but our hope in God. Amen. Everybody can know God for themselves, even our children. You know, God listens to kids. He listens to young people because he understands that life is tough. Amen. And he will listen to who, whosoever. Amen. So we need to learn to get ourselves um, 
get over our get over ourselves that's what i wrote down learn to get over yourself get yourself off your mind and go on with the future and the plan that god has for you doubting nothing and this is the bottom line doubting nothing doubting nothing that god has prepared doubting nothing that god has promised doubting nothing that god has ordained doubting nothing doubting no promise doubting not the word doubting nothing that god has promised doubting 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 the covenant knowing that god will not break covenant because it's sealed with an oath and a promise doubting nothing hallelujah we need to learn to operate in godly wisdom to live a successful life everybody wants success but you cannot have success outside of god that is temporal when you have uh success within god because he's not trying to withhold anything from us he just wants to give us the kind of success that's eternal amen so we must learn to operate in godly wisdom and live to live a successful life let's go to proverbs 1 hallelujah 1 verse 3 we need to receive instructions from god but if you don't know god's voice you won't you won't do very well now we all get confused sometimes especially when the devil bombard us and he knows how different situations and he bombards us and that but that's when we have to i i'm going back to my benefits package and remember this box and remember what's on here amen peace and confidence redemption righteousness uh, a promise is fulfilled strength and encouragement all of this is in our benefits package amen proverbs 1 verse 3 well i'll just read the whole thing it says the proverbs of solomon the son of david king of israel to know wisdom and instruction that word wisdom means knowledge it means good judgment so to know wisdom and instruction to perceive or to be able to acknowledge the words of understanding to receive the instructions of wisdom justice judgment and equality to give prudence and that word prudence means actually means caution and also means wisdom so to give prudence in the simple to the young man knowledge the young man knowledge and discretion amen and that word discretion means preference are y'all here <clears throat> don't take anything the devil give you any kind of wife the devil give you have preference amen be choosy amen have a have a and get get your your list from god amen you, i've seen these women on td jakes and he exposed one woman that wrote him a letter she had a list 15 things where she want her man to be and i'm like well she don't want no real man i'm not talking about doing that amen, amen. that's carnal it's flesh and she'll never get a man 
and she's already been divorced. So that's why. Amen. She's looking for another divorce. Amen. But I'm not talking about allowing your flesh, fleshly desires. But get your list from God, and you know what they're in the Bible. Anything you don't know and understand, it's in the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, you know, get your list from God. Hallelujah. But have a list. Have a list. Amen. Don't just take anything. Take control of your life. That's what we're talking about. Don't just take anything because it's there, because the devil is always going to put something there in your way, and it looks real. Amen. I'm not, I'm, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, it says, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Are y'all here? To understand a proverb, an enigma. Amen. Know what an enigma is. It's something that God is doing. Let's just take this election. It's an enigma. Mm-hmm. Don't understand it. And we're trying to make sense of it with our carnal minds because we know God. Amen. But God always outdoes us. I'm, I was shocked too in the beginning, but I quickly fell in line, aligned my thinking in my heart with God. That's why I understand. See, you know what this, I know I'm getting off the subject of an enigma, but an enigma is something that you cannot figure out by looking at it. Because it's going to appear to be something that it ain't. As long as it's God, it ain't none of my business. I mean, I would like for it to be my business. I have some things to say. But it's not my business. It's not, it's not my, my place to say anything. You can't make God do something you don't want, he don't want to do. Amen. He's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But let's get back to enigma. So in other words, this Proverbs is, is telling us not to judge things by how it looks or how it appears. Amen. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand a proverb and an enigma. A proverb is an illustration of something. That's what a proverb is. It's an illustration of something. Uh, Jesus spoke to everybody in Proverbs because of their, I know it already. Amen. So he tried to, what was that called? Um, when he, he was uh, uh, on the tip of my tongue, confounding the wisdom of the wise. And that's why he talked in parables. Amen. Hallelujah. So enigma, God does, or he creates enigmas, so they'll look one way to us, but it'll be another, because we don't call the shots. I thought that was good. Amen. So understanding a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Verse 7, and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You reverence God and you start to tap in. When you start to back off and pray, 
and don't try to call the shots and don't try to understand everything. It says, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So true. Amen. But the fool despises wisdom and instruction. Amen. Because we like to know everything. We don't like discipline. Amen. So it says, prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. And that word discretion means preference. Don't forget. So you have preference. And if something you don't want, you don't like, you don't have to take it. Let's go down. Let's go to Proverbs 9, verse 10. Don't let the devil call the shots and give you somebody. He ain't going to give you nothing good, nobody good. He's going to give you somebody that ain't going to work. That's how he rolls. Proverbs 9, verse 10. And it says, The fear of the Lord, again, is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So, in other words, when you have the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, you get understanding. So, you can't get understanding without the Holy Ghost's help. Are y'all here? Amen. It's just something to think about. Because we try to get our, have our own knowledge. We try to gain it from carnal means, or I've been knowing that for a long time. Or you know how we, we live, and we say, yeah, I know that, and I've been doing this for years. But the Bible just said if you don't get it from the Holy Ghost, it ain't, it ain't going to work right. You don't have understanding if it don't come from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the knowledge of the Holy Spirit is understanding. So you get understanding through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's all I'm trying to say. Get our knowledge through God and stop allowing the devil to deal us what he wants us to have. Deal us our hand. You know. Here, you take this. It's not like that. It's like, give me a big check. I'm writing my, a big check. Hallelujah. So stop being stuck in fear. Fear and doubt causes us to just take whatever the devil dishes out. Because we don't think we have a right to fight back. Because we forget who we are. Does that make sense? We forget about that covenant God and what he has already said, what he's already performed, what he's already said is yours. And we forget about that, amen, and we start to just go through the motions and take whatever the devil issues out to us. And we stop being responsible for our life, and this goes away. If this is null and void, you don't even have a blank ticket anymore because it's already been filled in by the devil. And he put on here $5, and he put on here do now, I mean the, today's date, and he forged your name on it, put your name on there. He's not going to give you anything but another bill. But he will never fill this ticket out right. But you can and I can. We can do that. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So learn to operate in Holy Ghost wisdom and understanding that comes through the Holy Spirit. If you don't get it through the Holy Spirit, it's not right understanding. Please hear that. Amen. And so we need to understand these things just to have a successful life. But there's things that we need to do. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Stop being stuck in fear and doubt, anger, or rebellion. And submit to God's leadership. Submit to his authority. Submit to the person that you are in uh, covenant with. Amen. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. It's what the Bible says. Invest in your future by investing in the word of God and then discipline your life. You really can't discipline your life unless God is involved in some way. You know, it's like you you get yourself in trouble when you keep doing stuff you want to do and not ever consider what God wants you to do. Change your attitude. And stop this anger toward God. Did you know when you have a bad attitude, that's anger toward God. That's where bad attitude comes from. Anger towards God. Amen. And so God didn't want you to be angry at him because he is for you. He is for you. He is with you. He loves you. And he wants you to be happy. He's not trying to take your happiness away from you. He's trying to give you abundant life. (laughs) Abundant life. And if we would get rid of fear, then we would doubt nothing. Because doubting nothing is what's holding us back from the promises of God. Doubting, he says, doubting nothing. Hallelujah. Let me try to see. I think I wrote down the meaning of doubting nothing. Now, where did I find that? In the Bible. Amen. See if I can find doubting nothing. I wrote it down. Doubting nothing. It says, a conflict within oneself. That's what doubting nothing is. Well, that's what doubting is. A conflict within oneself in the sense of hesitating, having misgivings, doubting, being divided in decision-making, or wavering between hope and fear. So when you are doubting, you are wavering between hope and fear. And it causes us not to make right decisions. Doubting, you're you're, uh, coasting. And you're not making a decision because you're wavering between doubt and fear. When you waver between doubt and fear, then there's doubt. And this is why God says you have to doubt nothing. You know, if you want to roll with me, doubt nothing. Doubting is wavering between hope and faith. One day you're in faith. Anybody ever been there other than me? One day you're in faith. The next day you don't know. And then one day you just don't want to talk about God. Just get out of my face. (laughs) But faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word of God and walking in love. Because perfect love casts out fear. See, when you have fear, that's you're not work, walking in perfect love, the perfect love of God. Because you figure God has missed it somewhere. He forgot about you. See, that's not perfect love. And when you walk in fear, you, you, you don't walk in perfect love. Because the perfect love of God gets rid of the fear 
and you open up and allow God to come in and, and tell you what to do. And you're not fearful that God's going to send you to China or, you know, give you something you don't want or take something away from you. Perfect love casts out fear. Amen. And walking in love. You don't walk in love, you're not going to get much. Everything you get, you got to do in the natural. And that doesn't, we all know that don't work long because it's not meant to work long because we're to operate out of our new creation man, not our old creation man, not our old man. Old man wants to run everything, but he, he, go, he's, he always goes shipwreck. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so doubt, uh, don't doubt what God wants for you. Don't doubt that God won't perform for you. Amen. Direction in life comes from investing in the word of God for your instructions. So your instructions are in the word of God. Your instructions are locked up in in heaven. And they're released when you meditate on the word of God. And then boom, there it is. It comes. It comes. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and then you, you keep meditating, and then more comes, more, because you're opening yourself up so that you can hear and receive what God has. And the Holy Spirit will even bring back to your memory what we already know. We already know what's in our benefits package, but we forget when we're uh, faced with hard times. But the Holy Spirit will remind us when we just give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit. In other words, you can't do this on your own. And God doesn't expect you to. Amen. Psalm 25. Let's go there. Psalm 25, verse 10. 25. It says, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. To such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. I don't think that's the right one, is it? Psalm 25. Problem is my page is torn. So is that the right one that I read? Okay. Let me read it again. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. So if you follow the path of God, you'll receive mercy, truth. And God will lead us, because of his unfailing love, he'll lead us, and he will give us confidence that he is guiding us in the right direction. Amen. We don't have to worry about if God is leading us the right way. Amen. Amen. Take your life back from the devil. When you get in the word of God, you're taking your life back. You're not settling for what the devil wants to throw at you. You say, no, there's, I already have a good, God has a good life plan for me, and I'm going to find it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to live it, and I will not be afraid. I will doubt nothing that the Lord says to me. Amen. And I'm going to receive all the benefits that God has already prepared for me. And in that includes healing, blessing, happiness, all of these things, when you're in covenant with God, they're yours. Amen. But you have to allow the word to change your thinking. In other words, being transformed. 
by the renewing of your mind. The word of God renews your mind. Amen. And people who don't go into the word never change. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Most people, they want to ask their friend, best friend, or the gossip buddy, whatever. They'll discuss it with them. But they can't help you. They only confuse you more because they're confused anyway. Amen. And they're not doing as well as you're doing. Amen. So we need to know, listen, we need to know our eternal purpose, not just what we're supposed to do tomorrow. But we have to know our eternal purpose that only comes from the Holy Spirit. What we need to do tomorrow comes from the Holy Ghost too. Amen. God already has a plan and a purpose and we need to walk into it. And we will miss it if we don't take our instructions from God, trust him, and ask him, go to him, go to his word. And the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us into all truths, what the Bible says. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to know our eternal purpose. And it's not to make all the money in the world. That's not our eternal purpose. And it's not to be the best dressed or have the best car, but to do a work for God and to bear fruit on this earth. That's our eternal purpose. It's not to it's not stuff. But our eternal, amen, our eternal purpose, our eternal purpose doesn't come from our fleshly understanding, doesn't come from pride, it doesn't come from our want or want to be, but our eternal purpose comes from heaven. And God will show us what our eternal purpose is when we seek him. Matthew six twenty five. take no thought. We all know to take no thought. Let's go there. As we take no thought. And this is where you consider, consider not. Taking no thought is considering not. Matthew 6. When you consider not, that's how you take no thought. You don't sit up and worry and think about. And I did that so much when I didn't know the Lord. You know, and I just didn't have any other choice because I didn't know him. I went to church every week and I didn't know him. Are y'all here? Six, Matthew six twenty five. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on it. Um, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? In other words, you're created to do way more than look good in your clothes and, you know, say the right things, hanging around, you know, all of this stuff. We know the drill. But God says, take no thought. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Amen. Which of you, by worrying, can add any cubits to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither foil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in its glory was not arrayed like one of these. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let's go down to 32. 
It says, for after all these things the Gentiles seek. And they didn't know God. No, unsaved. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you seek God, you automatically, God gives you everything you need. And you can write your ticket. You can fill this in because you know who you are. When you seek God, see, you can't know who you are and what you are worth unless you seek God. When you seek God, you can fill this in. Amen. Well, I don't want to put too much on there. Well, I used to think like that, but I'm going to put a bunch of stuff on here. Because <laughs> I know better now. <laughs> God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. You know, some of these crooked people are multi-billionaires. I gave them a couple of million. But these crooked people that don't love God and have blood on their hands, I found out are multi-billionaires. And they don't have no shame. But when we, when God talks about giving us things, we, we, you know, I, I don't want too much. I've had people tell me, don't pray for me, but don't, don't pray for me to have too much. Well, what's too much? Amen. I want whatever God has for me. Whatever he has for me, that's what I want. Amen. So take no thought to your life, what you shall eat, drink, nor put into your body. What you shall and what you shall put on. But it's not life more than meat and drink and raiment. Yes, it is. Hallelujah. So take no thought. In other words, consider not. Consider not what's going on. Consider not how you feel. I know it's hard, but it can be done. If God if God tells us to do something, it's doable. Amen. Life in the Word. Remember, somebody wrote a book, Life in the Word. Who was that? Joyce Meyer, Life in the Word. That's where your success is. Amen. That's where your answers are. That's where everything is. It's in the Word of God. That's where your salvation is. That's where, you you know, you have um, everything for your family, every need that your family has is in the Word. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about a man and how he operates in life. There's everything. Like, for instance, uh, what's that Psalm 14? One says, a fool says in his heart, there's no God. So I think the Proverbs and the Psalms pretty much take care of everything that we'll deal with in life. But Proverbs, let's see, what's this one? I wrote that one down. Proverbs 14, 12. And it talks about there's, uh, wait a minute, is that the one? Well, it, let me just say this. There's a scripture in Proverbs, I think it's in 14, where it says there's a way that looks right to a man. Amen. But that way is wrong. But it looks right to a man. And it looks right because that's coming from our fleshly desires. And see, when your flesh is involved, everything looks right. And I, and it doesn't matter what this, it doesn't matter what, you know, it could be, you know, a new car or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. A husband, a wife. But there's a way 
to a man. In other words, the way you live your life or the way that path that you're on, it looks right to a man. Amen. I got to find out where that scripture is. Is that 14? Okay. Let me go there. And let's read that. Because it's the Bible, you know, you have to look at the word, and it says it looks right. Are y'all here? It looks right. Amen. Everything that looks right ain't right. Hallelujah. Proverbs 14, verse 12. Okay. No, that ain't right. Oh, 14. Okay. Here we are. I'm in Psalms. That's why I can't get it right. (laughs) Sorry about that. 14, 12. Okay, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, the heart may sorrow, and the end of mirth may be grief. The backslider, the backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. So the backslider in his heart will be filled with his own ways, happy in his own ways. And see, the devil is so cunning and so sneaky that feels right. Feels right because your flesh is happy. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You your own boss. And it feels good and it feels right. But God says it ain't. Said death is at the end of that. So guess where my stand is with God? Even in my own stupidity. It's still the ending is death if I get on the wrong road and start fulfilling the lust of my flesh. That's what this is talking about. Fulfilling the lust of your flesh. It says the backslider. People are backslidden and don't even know it. In his heart will be filled with his own ways. You going down your own path, don't know it. See, when you do things, um, you know, you know there's a way you can just go through the motions and not really be involved. That's what backslide. They're still going through the motions, but they don't know they're backslidden. Amen. Because they're doing the things what they want to do. They could care less about God's way. And some and the devil is so sneaky and cunning, most people don't know. They don't know. Amen. But but God knows because his word is never wrong. Amen. So there's a way to a man that seems right, but it ends with death. Amen. Your way ain't the right way. Ever. Our way is not the right way ever. Amen. Only God's way is the right way. And we then we turn around and doubt God because we ain't on his path. <laughs> That's why his way seem to be so stupid to us. It's, his way is contrary to our way so naturally we're not going to feel like his way is right. His way going to feel wrong. 
our way will feel right. But doubt and unbelief comes from trusting in horses and chariots or trusting in our carnal flesh, trusting in our way. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I trust in the living God. Amen. But we have choices. But our choices can make us or break us. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to stay with God to fill the ticket of life outright. Put the right date on it, the right amount, the right everything. When we fill that out, it's because we are trusting in the living God and not in natural things. Amen. We're not trusting in our own abilities. We're not trusting in the arm of flesh, but we are trusting in the living God. And we want his His glory. See, God wants his glory to be shown in our lives, so he ain't going to do stuff our way. I wish he would do stuff my way sometime, but it ain't going to happen. And I'm smart enough to know that by now. (laughs) Hallelujah. But it seems right. It looks right, but it's not right. And because of doubt and unbelief in God, we start trusting in our own plans and our own purpose for our lives because we give up on God. Hallelujah. So when it doesn't work, we're mad at God. This is the thing. Now look at, look at it like this. We trust in chariots and in horses. In other words, we trust in our own power, in our own strength, in our own plans, in our own purpose for our lives. Then when it goes shipwrecked, we get mad at God. Well, he didn't do it. And then I've heard people say, why God let this happen to people? You let it happen to people. He don't have nothing to do with that. Because his plan before the very foundation of, of the earth has never changed for none of us. His plan is the same before we were even conceived. And he has not deviated from them plans, but we do. Because we refuse to submit our authority to him. We don't submit to him, amen, or his word. We do it sometimes, and we get tired of it because God ain't fast enough. Does anybody in here know what I'm talking about? God ain't, he is too slow. (laughs) But you know what I found out? Number one, you can't do nothing about it. You can either keep living or die. So you know we want to keep living. But then another thing, too, is we, when we want things right now, we uh, forfeit the time that we have with God, the learning process, being in his bosom. Because we wouldn't go to him if rough things didn't happen to us. Not like we, you know what I'm saying, not so readily. I know I don't, and I know you don't either. You know, but we learn from these things. We learn to go to him on a daily basis. We learn him more. We get this relationship going with him, and we start to understand him better. And then he starts to trust us more. And then we start to trust him more. And then we lack uh, carnal things more and more. We don't need it. And then we start to doubt nothing. We start to doubt nothing. Amen. A new relationship starts. Let's go to Hebrews 10. And we never would have got there if 
certain situations hadn't happened or if God had given us what we wanted right away, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have hung so long with God. Tell the truth. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 10, oh, verse 35. It says, therefore, do not throw or cling, fling away, F-L-I-N-G. Do not cast or fling away your confidence, which has great reward. I don't care how long it's been. Stay confident in God. Amen. And don't go by hide. Look, listen, no change doesn't mean God is not doing something. Because it hasn't come does not mean that God is not with you. I had to learn that. That comes from experience. Take that as my testimony. It does not mean that God changed his mind. And the devil will tell you all those things. He changed his mind. It ain't for you. He never told you that. All of these lies. And when we go back and forth, back and forth, Doubting everything, it slows the process down too. But this is time we need to spend with God even more. Amen. We need this time. I mean, we some things you don't need in your life, period. I don't need divorce in my life. You know, you don't need sickness and unhappiness and poverty in your life. But the longer God deal with us with it, the better we'll come out on the other side knowing God in a personal way, knowing him as our, because see, I used to not know him as a covenant God. When I was in in, in religion, I thought he was just a, a, a nice guy. God loved, loved everybody. But then I learned that this life is serious, and, and he's got work for his people to do, you know. And then I learned that you have to go to him for everything, but I still didn't regard him as the covenant. I knew I was in covenant with him, but I didn't know that that covenant was personal. You know how we received the covenant from Abraham? As long as as many as the sand on the seashore, look up and look down, and all of that. Then some, well, my thinking back in the day before Pastor Barb started teaching us, was it was like a blanket cover, cover, a blanket covenant with all of them people on the seashore. Y'all, does that make sense? I didn't understand it. It was a personal covenant between me and him. Uh, amen. Hey, call me crazy, but I, I looked at it as a blanket covenant. You know, as, you know, as many as children that he had, he's the father of many, and he's in covenant with all of us. But I didn't know that if I, like, stepped out of the box, or stepped out of, and it's just me and God, he's going to honor every word of the covenant just for me. Amen? Just for me, with nobody else involved, just me. And because he loves me, individually and wholly just me you know and just you and just just and so we have to take this covenant personally and i didn't take it personally i knew i was in a covenant with god i knew uh, he, uh, he shed his son's blood for me 
And I knew he made a, a oath, and you know, especially at the beginning of some some sentences in that Bible. And he would say, surely, surely, but I did not take that covenant personally just for me. I took it as for the children of Abraham, but not personally, and it makes a difference. Amen. It makes a difference. Amen. Hallelujah. So, honey, he is in covenant with you and with me. Amen. Doubting nothing that concerns us. Doubting nothing. So, in other words, when you find out that he's in covenant with you personally, then you doubt nothing because he's already gone to bat for you. He's already beat the devil up concerning your healing. He's beat the devil up concerning your marriage. He's beat the devil up concerning your kids. He's beat the devil up concerning your big toe if it's hurting. Whatever it is, whatever personal situation you have going on, he's addressed the devil personally for you. Hallelujah. And it makes it so much different because then you believe that you can write your ticket and write out whatever it is. You start to believe that. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You believe it when you know that this is personal towards you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts 11. I don't know why yet, but it's I'll get it by the time I get there. Book of Acts. Hallelujah. God is good. And you know, the more you get into this word, you don't want to come out. And then you wonder, why did I stay away so long? <laughs> you know, like on a personal basis. Hallelujah. Doubting nothing. Let me go over that again. Because when you doubt... Just look at it like this. You, a family member or your children, you promise them something, they doubt what you tell them. Hurt. Amen. Your spouse think you're a liar and doubt what you tell them. It hurts. Well, that's how, that's a fraction of the way God feels when we doubt him. It's no comparison, but just to give you a little example of how it feels, it feels like, kind of like your children, you tell your children something and they doubt every word come out of your mouth. That's how, that's just an example of how God feels. And this is why God goes back and says, if your natural father being good to his children, he always equates his relationship with us with our natural children but even more he loves even more hallelujah so doubting nothing means conflict within oneself i know i told you once but i'm gonna tell you again conflict within oneself so when you have doubt about god you have conflict within yourself amen in the sense of hesitating, you hesitate, you don't want to move forward, you don't want to change the path you're on because you don't trust anything, you have misgivings about what you're doing, and how many of you have ever wondered if God ever told you something in the beginning? Because you can get so confused, amen, me too, you can get so confused 
and you start to doubt everything because you know something just not fitting securely on the inside of you because there's conflict on the inside so you hesitate you have misgivings you be you're divided in your decision making or you waver between hope and fear and that's what doubting is you waver between hope and fear one day you you believe it and in the next week you don't again because doubting is wavering so without faith it's impossible to please god we know that doubting is not faith amen because the just shall live by faith the just doesn't live by doubting and wavering so faith comes by hearing so what you do is you start speaking the promise out what god has promised because faith comes by hearing when you hear it it comes from hearing the word get in the word start to speak out the promise this is to get rid of doubting that so you can doubt nothing like god says to receive the promise you must doubt nothing doubting nothing you have to doubt nothing amen so faith comes by hearing the word of god faith comes by walking in love and obeying the instructions of god by his word through the hearing of the word speaking the word and they what's that scripture they overcame by the blood of the lamb but the word of their testimony so they spoke the word they spoke the promises out and they heard that and it gave them confidence so they didn't cast that confidence away they kept the confidence in god because they did not cast away the hope and confidence in god they let the confidence in their own flesh leave amen hallelujah they 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 how's it they transferred the confidence from themselves or their own strength and they transferred it with god's confidence amen the confidence in god you cannot do this if you don't read that word every day i don't care if you pick because you know what i tried to slide like three days that don't work for me no more it used to work good but see it's it's this the changing of the guard whatever you want to call it a new paradigm it's it's the, the time the what time that it is you know in second timothy where first timothy we're in the uh, as people say the last days but whatever it is you have to transfer that hope in your own abilities or your fleshly hope your fleshly desires and you transfer it to into what god has said he has said and you when you operate out of love you feel god's power strengthening you you're you're strengthened by the word of god and so you will start to feel his strength and another thing when you start operating with god more doubting nothing you feel his love and that's why perfect love will cast out your fear you start to fear now we know god loves us but do you feel it do you really feel it from day to day some days you feel it some days you don't when you're in, in worship and praise you feel his love but do you feel it when you're something is opposing you you're in opposition with something 
the devil is up in your face. The first thing we say is, why God let him do this to me? But he says, to write your own ticket. (laughs) Success in life comes from a great sacrifice. Amen. Well, that didn't get a lot of raha, but it's true. Success in life comes with great sacrifice. You shouldn't always feel like you're protecting your right to do what you want. And that's the sacrifice. Are y'all here? In other words, success in life comes from denying your flesh, which is a sacrifice. Amen. And picking up God. More of God every day. More of God. So it's a sacrifice. But what do you want to do? More of God. And then and then this is relationship with God. You know, when you have a relationship with God, it perfects your body. It perfects your mind. It perfects your thinking. It perfects everything about you. That's what relationship with God does. It perfects you. Amen. It perfects everything about you. Relationship with God is not superficial. It's sacrificial. Sacrificial. It's a sacrifice. You just can't, in other words, you just can't get out the flesh, cuss somebody out, out and then walk up in God's face. We got a relationship. Ain't going to work. You have to sacrifice what you want to say, what you want, how make people make you feel. You have to sacrifice that kind of life to get up in God's face. Amen. Can't have it both ways. Amen. Can't do it. Hallelujah. Freely we give to God. Freely we receive. We receive. We give God the glory. We give him our fleshly desires. We give him our wannabe we give him the anger, the hurt. We just pile it on him. And then we receive or we freely receive his peace, love, joy, all of that stuff. Freely we give to him, freely we receive. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, I'm asking that you do a miracle right now for each and every one of us. Father, we give you our fleshly desires. We give to you the baggage that gets us in trouble. And Lord, we just receive freely from you peace, love, and joy in the Holy Ghost. We receive every blessing that you have for us through a relationship with a covenant God. And, Father, whatever the sacrifice we need to make, Lord, we make it right now. And we ask you what it is that we need to sacrifice. We need understanding. We need to understand what a covenant really means. We need to understand how to trust and truly trust a covenant God. And we thank you for the security that you give us when we submit to you. And we know in these last 
trying days. We need all of you. We need every bit of you that we can handle and more. And so we thank you. You can never give us too much of you. And we thank and praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Change our hearts. Change our minds. And we thank you, Father. And we commit to you. We recommit to you ourselves that we will get in the word more to find out your plan and your purpose for our lives. And we won't just settle for what the devil deals us. But we will get up and fight. And we will fight with the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty through you to the pulling down of strongholds. Doubting nothing that you have told us. Doubting nothing that you have promised you have promised us. We will no longer be wavering between hope and fear. But Lord, we will trust you and abide in your love and in your glory. And we thank and praise you. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If anybody needs prayer, they can come forth. And we can pray for you before we go. Praise God. He's a good God.